Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome back to ETFs for Beginners, where we pour the Prosecco freely to enhance the investing mood. I'm Phil Muscatello, and this is my partner in crime, Anna Christina. Hi, Phil. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. So tell us about our guest today. I'm very excited. Today, we're speaking with Molly Benjamin from Ladies Finance Club. The Ladies Finance Club is on a mission to change the way women think and behave with money. And Molly wants women to feel confident and fearless about talking about money, budgets, retirement, and investing. So we're really excited to have Molly on the show. Thanks for being here, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Great. Um, so let's just kick it off. I'd love to hear about your background. Um, you were working previously in finance, but I heard potentially you weren't that good with money. <laughs> Tell us your story. Yeah, confession straight up. <laughs> Shocking with money. So bad. Money would come in and money would leave very quickly. Yeah, and that's right. I was working in London at the time. I was working for Barclays um, and then the Financial Conduct Authority. Um, but I was always working in events, communications, marketing. And well, all of a sudden was kind of like talking to my girlfriends one weekend. And I was like, oh, I'm so sick of being broke all the time. Like I earn good money. Well, we all earn good money. We all have like these great lifestyles, but we're living paycheck to paycheck. We have no emergency funds. We have zero clue what's going on with our super pension. Like we need to do something about this. So I literally started um, running events in my living room with my girlfriends in London, People would bring pizza and wine and we would get someone who we knew, um, we'd source a friend, a friend um, who worked in finance and would be like, okay, tell us about investing or tell us about in, uh, like savings accounts or different topics. And then, you know, it really grew and grew. So with my experience of being in events and marketing and comms, I was like, do you know what? I don't reckon I'm the only one. I don't reckon me and my girlfriends are the only ones who are struggling with this. So I put on a live event in London and yeah, we sold out. We had 80 women there. Most of them worked in financial services, which was really interesting. And that's where it kind of kicked off. And now we've kind of like grown and grown. And so we've uh, created an online membership. We run events in, we still have our company in the UK. We launched into Australia. Yeah, we do a bunch of corporate workshops. We just finished a um, workshop series, a six um, workshop series with uh, Google. And yeah, it's just um, great. We've had about 25,000 women through the through our courses, programs, um, workshops. And we're really just passionate about trying to get women to engage with their money. As you know, like money is something we use every single day, yet it still seems like a bit of a taboo to talk about. And I'm like, come on, ladies, the stats are against us. The women and money stats are very grim. We need to change this because I don't want to retire into poverty and I don't want that to happen to any women in my life or any women in general. So yeah, we're doing the big education push. How great to start from like a little grassroot in the living room event. Um, I'm sure that was small and intimate and fun to a huge, huge company. Um, 
how I, I know that whenever I see your posts, they always just seem super fun and I get a bit of FOMO if I'm not at an event of yours. How do you make investing more fun and accessible? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm one of three girls. I'm a big feminist. I love women. I think women are incredible. Um, but also women like to do things which are fun, which is social. So it's trying to make, you know, finance as fun and social as possible. So um, we were talking about it before. Um, I ran an event at the ASX two weeks ago and it was called Investing Isn't a Drag. So we got a drag queen to co-host an event on investing and it was super fun. You know, he came out doing a dance to I just got paid and then we'd get some speakers on. But it sets the mood, you know, there's Prosecco, you know, big Prosecco fan. There's always Prosecco or champagne. And it's really about like making new friends, connecting, creating this safe space where women can actually feel like they have the permission to talk about money for, because for the first time for many of these women, it's actually that first time they're like, oh, we can talk about this. And my gosh, do they have a lot to say about it as well. So yeah, trying to bring the fun and the social in with the financial education. It's very difficult. I, I noticed I was watching one of the videos on the website and uh, one of the guests at an event was saying that they felt uh, comfortable asking what they thought would be a stupid question. Is that part of it that people or, and yeah. some women just don't want to uh, seem to be asking a silly question? Yeah, and it's really great when you get all these women in a room. It's like, it's just like this powerful energy. And what I've noticed from doing a lot of events in my career with a lot of men, where it will be like the majority of men, the minority is women. Women don't ask questions in front of guys. I don't know, like some do, but majority don't. I was even at an event like last week, exact same thing happened that not one woman asked a question till I like nudged my sister. And I was like, go ask a question. Cause I didn't quite know what the, like that much about the topic that was there. Um, but yeah, so there is like, you know, this, um, you know, well, I can ask anything because it doesn't matter. And also we set it up to be like, you know, if you were like me, you missed money 101 at school because it never existed. So this is your chance to ask the questions, you know, if you can't ask them here, like this, this is exactly what this space is here for. So making it, you know, very normal and, you know, the fact that, you know, we just haven't ever learned this. So we are going to have a lot of questions about it. And how would you suggest women start looking at investing and getting on the uh, the journey and the path to getting some sort of financial independence? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always say, ladies, if you can shop online, you can invest online. Um, but I think the first thing, and I know a lot of people will probably say this, is just getting really clear on your goals and why do you want to invest? And not even just invest, but like what do you want to achieve with your money? Like it's really hard to, you know, know what to do if you don't even know where you want to go. Um, so getting really clear on what are your short, medium and long-term goals. And, you know, we're always about like, we'll almost start pretty much all our investing sessions with like, you know, write out what these goals are um, and just the power of writing them out. And then also like, we have a lot of women who are very excited to invest, which is great, but they might have credit card debt. They haven't built their emergency fund. They want to use the money in the next year to buy property. So it's just not appropriate for them right now to, you know, actually invest. So it's about preparing yourself for investing as well. So always like get rid of that high interest debt, those buy now, pay laters, um, you know, build up that kind of three to six months worth of emergency money in a separate bank account and then make sure you don't need that money for the next three to five years. But once you've done that, then, you know, it's you're, you're on your way, you've got your goals. Like, and the process from there is like, 
really easy. It's kind of like, you know, buying something on eBay, you know, and, you know, using like Perla, for example, like, you know, you find the black dress you want on eBay, you know, uh, well, you open up an account and then you find the black dress, you buy it, um, you know, you get a confirmation and it gets sent to you, you know, you open up a broker account, you find the ETFs you want to buy, you pay for them, you get a confirmation and then you're the owner of, you know, those ETFs. So I think we like to overcomplicate the process, but it actually is so simple. And I think that process in general keeps a lot of women, kind of blocks a lot of women. They go, I don't know what the process is, so I'm not going to do it, but it's really easy. I love seeing the parallel of shopping for uh, a black dress and shopping for ETFs because it it really is just that simple. Um, but I think Molly, what you're doing is something a little bit deeper than that, right? You you're creating um, a, a team, a club, a community, essentially, right, where people can hold themselves accountable and they can have also visibility because you're working specifically with women who, in a lot of cases, like you said, may feel a little bit uncomfortable asking those questions. I'd love to hear a little bit more of how you see actually men and women um, within the financial space? How do they invest differently or similarly? What are some of the observations that you've come across? Well, I think like an observation which is backed up by statistics is that Women make really good investors when we know how because we have our goals and we stick to it, you know. Um, I think it's like the University of Warwick, NAB, have, they've all done these studies which show women make really good investors and they can actually outperform men. Um, so that's kind of like I'm always like love to bust that myth straight away. But the difference I see is, and I see this across Australia and, the, and our UK um, company as well is like women like to have cash. They like the safety of cash. They like to know that it's there if an emergency happens. And you know, when women, you've got a family, you've got kids, you've got expenses. You know, I can understand why they like to have that buffer. But again, what we always say is like, if you do have that cash buffer, then you know you've got your emergency fund. That's when you can think about investing. Um, so I think you know generally, and again, women are seen as more risk averse. But what I do love is women care about where their money goes. All our like members are always talking about, you know, ESG investing and ethical um, ETFs out there and how they can match their values with their investments. And it's really important to them because they're like, I want to create a future, you know, which is having a, you know, I want my money to have a positive impact, not a negative impact. Um, so that for me is probably like the difference I see the most. But again, like I don't deal with a lot of men and their finances and investing. So kind of women is my jam. So, but I, I've seen a big shift with um, women getting very excited about um, ESG investing. Yeah, Phil and I were just talking about that earlier today around ESGs. And um, I, I said this previously, but essentially even at Perler that women are two times more likely to invest in ESGs than their male counterpart. And so it's not surprising to see that you've you've exactly seen the same thing. What are some other observations that you have? How do, how do women talk about money? How do they talk about money to their partners or to their friends? What, what are some of the other things that you've seen within that? Yeah, so... I guess women talking to um, their partners about money, like that's, I think that's a really important piece and it's still something which isn't being done enough. So we've run definitely a couple of sessions on money and love and, you know, one of the most important factors in how successful your relationship is going to be is like, well, an important factor is, you know, 
are you guys aligned in the same financial goals? Do you guys talk about money? Studies out of the US have shown that the couples that talk about money openly are a lot more happier in their relationships. And I think it was like 98% of divorced or widowed women said they wish they took a much more active role in the finances. And that's a pretty strong stat. Um, So there's really important conversations that I think we need to be having throughout relationships. And it can start early on. Okay, maybe not the first bumble date, but like, I'm single. I always ask questions about to get a bit of an understanding about, you know, what is their relationship like with money? Do they invest? So I'll be like, um, are you saving for anything? You know, are you going overseas? Like, what are your, like, what are, what are some goals you have coming up? You know, just to kind of, it's not going like, are you in debt? (laughs) Do you have any bad credit card debt? But, you know, starting to get a feel for like, are these people you know, how do they talk about money? What's their spending like? They're kind of splashing the cash everywhere. And I mean, absolutely, if they can afford it, not a, not a problem, but just kind of looking at, you know, is that going to align with me? Through to, I think, like when people are getting married and, you know, having these like, or they're moving in together and having these much bigger conversations about like, you know, I still think, um, you know, how to, how are we going to split money is not being talked about. And like, we have like all these questions that we say, ask your partner about. And I put it in, I did a whole chapter of this in my book because I think it's so important, but like, you know, what do we need to discuss if we're going to buy? How much? Like, would we lend money to a friend? You know, do we want to send our kids to a private school? How much, yeah. How much is it okay without to spend without telling the other, but these really important questions. And we, I was really, amazed we did um some surveys just some polls the other day on ladies finance club and it was like 30 percent didn't know how much their partner earned and I'm like wow like that's a lot (laughs) like so I think you know it's really important that um women especially women because it's very easy to hand it over especially when they're mums they're busy they've got all that going on in their head but no one's going to be more interested in your financial future than you are so it's really important that women don't just hand it over to their partners and they yeah really take take action hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What kind of internal change is involved in doing that? Because, uh, you know, we're going through this generational shift where women now are taking uh, their finances into their own hands. We're seeing now there's so many podcasts and blogs and ladies finance clubs where they're starting to real. There's a realisation that they do have the power and the control. Is there something, is there a little switch that needs to go off inside to um, be able to have those conversations and to be able to... I hate to say it, but almost have to stand up to the blokes. Yeah, I think that, I think the mindset, I think the mindset shift is the biggest one they need to have. Like, oh, I can do this. This is for me. Like there was an interesting study that came out and it looked at competence versus confidence. And it was like, women and men are both equally as competent. But when it comes to confidence, when it comes to finance, men 
are way more confident. So they're doing it a lot more because they get it. And so they'll just do it. So then women's confidence, they're not doing it as much. So they're not getting that practice. But I think, um, yeah, it starts with a mindset shift. And, you know, it's the, I think it can be those little things as well. Like, you know, it's the mantras, it's the education, it's the listening to the podcast, it's doing more reading. There's so many ways that we can just have those like small shifts to go, okay, I've got this. And I always like to look back at history as well, because it wasn't till like the 70s that women could even you know, get a home loan in their own name or, you know, open up accounts without having their partners um, without like a male. So when we look at like the whole, you know, our money mindset is created by the time we're seven years old, how we think of feel about money is very much related to how we're kids and how our parents behaved with it. You know, we might not have been getting those strong messages from our mums because they didn't get it from their mums because they never had those opportunities as well. So, you know, we are in this really exciting shift where women are earning more than they've ever earned before. But now it is also really important. And, you know, you look at those separation rates, those divorce rates, um, it's really important that they are on an equal playing field when it comes to the money and people are making that time to talk about it together. And then the harder part is that investing side, taking that first step there. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that step. What are the mind shifts that need to happen there to actually start investing? Yeah. So I think, you know, this is where the education piece is so much like we'll have people come to an investing webinar or do our course and they're like, oh, oh, that's a lot more simple than I I realized. Or I think it's getting over that block of like, this is complicated. I don't know where to start. I'm not an expert. So, and I like to know how to do everything before I give it a go. You know, we've seen the movies, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, so we have like a very different picture sometimes about what investing actually is. So when it's broken down and it's kind of, you know, delivered in very digestible bite-sized pieces, women are like, oh, oh, I've got this. That's fine. That's easy. I can do this. Um, and I know one one of our members, Christy, um, she's like in her mid-40s, mum of two, and she'd never invested. And then, you know, she came along to our, you know, ETF um, sessions and our investing sessions and activist passive sessions. And she now, like, I love it the other day, she was like, so like ETFs are like my best friend. And I'm like, wow, that is such a change for her going like, I have no idea about this to going ETFs are my best friends. But now I want to be a little bit more diversified with my ETF and like going and I'm like, oh my God, even the language, the way she was speaking about it, she was so impact. And she's like, this, is, I feel so impact powered by this. Like, I love that I can actually have a conversation with my husband now about this. Um, so yeah, seeing, seeing that shift is really good. But I think a huge part of it is just like education and just like go along to a session, read a book, listen to a podcast. It's a lot less complicated, like elements of investing, very complicated, but a lot of the time, a lot of the smart people have done a lot of the work for you. So what happens at those ETF sessions? I'm intrigued. Oh, well, I mean, we just break down the the basics of investing. So like, you know, I always like to explain ETFs as if you had a box of favorite chocolates. So you've got like a whole mix of chocolates. You know, it's not just all cherry ripe. It's not just all dream, although wouldn't that be the dream? Um, So you've got lots of different chocolates and, you know, like an ETF, you've got lots of different companies. So I always use the example of like, you know, if you had a top 300 ETF, so the top 300 companies in an exchange traded fund, you know, it wouldn't just all be NAB or it wouldn't just all be Woolworths. You'd have a little bit of Telstra, a bit of CSL, a little bit of Coles. Same with the chocolates. You know, you don't just get, yeah, exactly. Cherry Ripe, you've got a little bit of Dream, a little bit of Dark, a little bit of Cadbury Dairy Milk, 
we, we just have a lot of different, I guess, like fun analogies. And like, again, like if I was going to buy an ETF, there's a couple of different places I could go. Like if I was buying a lipstick, I could go to I could go to Sephora, I could go to Mecca, I could go to um, Adore Beauty, you know, likewise, I could go to Perla, I could go to Nab Trade, I could go to Self Wealth, or there's a whole bunch of different places. So just making those analogies, those connections, and using language that we understand. So what have you personally gotten out of uh, doing this? Personally, um, I think the the moments where I'm like, because, you know, bit running a business, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you're like, why did I choose this? Um, but I think with, um, you know, Ladies Finance Club, the biggest moments for me are always when I talk to women and they're like, I'm going to retire with money because I came to Ladies Finance Club or I have $10,000 invested. I never would have had that invested. I would have just spent that money had it not been for Ladies Finance Club. And one of our members, Kim, um, when she she was one of our very first members who signed up and um, she was in credit card debt and just like wanted to maybe buy a place, an investment place one day, but kind of was all over the shop. And um, she got out of that debt. She built up her emergency fund. And then she came on one of our accountability calls and she's like, I just need to say thank you because my daughter's just been diagnosed with cancer and I have money that I can just give to her. And it ended up being the same cancer that my own sister had. And luckily, you know, they're both in remission doing really well. But she's like, if I didn't, come to Ladies Finance Club, I would not have had money to help her. And then on like, just before the end of last year, she told me she just bought her first investment property. And she was, and you know, like there's moments like that where you just are like, oh my God, how this is yeah, so wonderful that she's going to have such a bright financial future because of the information, the education she's learned from, you know, the different female experts and male experts we have here at Ladies Finance Club. And that's a big thing. We always bring in the experts. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, wonderful when you hear those kind of success stories. Molly, you're changing lives. <laughs> well. No, but but literally, right? Like, I mean, when you're looking at statistics of, of women who might, who end up with less super, who potentially after divorce end up with less money, you're actually changing lives. And this story that you just told is a testament to that as well. Yeah, no, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it is good. I know when we first started running these sessions in London, I was like, I reckon once compounding effect kind of kicks in in like 30 years time, I might get a few more letters from people. But I'm um, no, it's, yeah, it's, you know, women, we need to help each other. You know, you lift me, I lift you, we ascend together. Um, we've got a lot kind of still, unfortunately, kind of, you know, there's a pay gap, we live longer, we're earning less, uh, we're retiring on a lot less. So, you know, there's a lot that we need to do to help shift those numbers in the right direction. And there is a problem, isn't there, of um, aged female homelessness? It's been yeah. identified over the last few yeah. years how many women, women actually go homeless over the age of 60. Yep, yep. The, is the highest growing demographic of homelessness is single women over the age of 55. And that is just, you know, these women have had careers, they've had families, but, you know, you know, maybe because at the start there, that super system wouldn't have been there, but also like it just was never a priority and they didn't realize that they would be single one day. And a lot of women end up single because of, you know, death, divorce or just how it, how it is. Um, so yeah, those stats are, yeah, they need to change. I know it's a bit of a depressing thought, but um, just something that should drive a lot of people because it's from, for blokes as well. You know, you can end up there as well. Yeah. Absolutely, men and women. And I think a lot of the times, you know, from women I've spoken to, they're like, I just thought it would work out. Like, I just, 
you know, I just thought it would work out and it doesn't for so many. And that stat shows that it doesn't work out. So, you know, the more action women can take now before that ret- they hit retirement, you know, and there's so many little things like, you know, carry it forward and like what you can do. We did a session on it two nights ago on how to prepare for retirement. And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea about any of this stuff, but it's really important. How do we not know about this? But yeah, so there's lots of people can be doing now, just small things they can be doing now, which means their financial future will look very different. What are some resources that you would suggest for people to check out? Well, obviously, Ladies Finance Club, of course. So we have our, on Instagram, we're just bringing out a new online course on investing. And I also have a book coming out in October called Girls Just Want to Have Funds. Um, and obviously, but then there's some other fantastic, um, there's fantastic podcasts out there. I'm a big fan of Bryce and Alex, the guys who run Equity Mates. They've got some great things. I mean, Phil's Chef Beginners is a fantastic resource. I love the Money Smart website if anyone likes to geek out on that as well. And then just, just so many great books as well. And it took me a while to realize that, you know, like, oh, you actually do have to listen to the podcast. You do have to read the books. You know, you're not just going to soak in this information just willy-nilly like you have to actively seek it but you know you put these little strategies into place and boom can have a huge impact so yeah I would say yeah books podcasts ladies finance club we run free sessions all the time as well as like we have our membership so um yeah come along are you a fan of micro investing platforms or investing directly into ETFs in the share market. Yeah, I mean, I think micro-investing platforms are great for beginners and especially for people who want to kind of dip their toe in the water and, you know, give it a try. Like a lot of the time women are like, I'm so scared I'm going to lose all my money. And I'm like, what are we talking here? You can start with $50. Like you don't have to, you know, invest $10,000 or $1,000. You know, you can do bits by bits, whatever you feel comfortable with, it's your money. And I think that takes a lot of stress and pressure off people and they get used to it and then they're ready to um, uh, kind of invest a little bit more and a little bit more. So I think micro-investing platforms are great um, for those those first kind of baby steps into investing. And then sometimes they're so easy that people just like to, um, you know, continue. But as we always say, just like, you know, you've got to be really aware of fees and um, and costs related to your investments. Okay, so you've mentioned Instagram. Where else um, can people find Ladies Finance Club? Yeah, so ladiesfinanceclub.com. We also have a Facebook community. I think we just hit over 9,000 women and that's Ladies Finance Club Money Chat. So that's just a kind of free Facebook group where you can ask questions about anything to do with money or like people to share anything really. So um, it's just, yeah, a really nice supportive community. Thanks so much, Molly. It was so great hearing from you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks, Molly. Great to see you on Major. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 